The following content has been rated in for nigga. Start the show. night there's another fucking storm coming fuck it let's go let's get discretion is advised it's it's technically my birthday weekend let's go i'm ready i'm here niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery i am your boy oz i'm d randall Look at that. <laughs> I, I owned it this week. That That is who I am. That, you, you, you gotta lean into it. You gotta Shit. let them know. I have to accept that now. We're 100, we're 100 plus episodes the fuck in. Ooh, episode 106. 106, baby. No park. That's what I'm talking about. Um, how, how was your week, man? Uh, you know, let's not talk about that. Ah! <laughs> it's okay. Let's, not, let's talk about the things that are important. If you were listening to this show on Monday, tomorrow is a very, 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 very important day. A day that will go down either history or infamy, uh, depending on how you feel about this podcast. Because on Tuesday, September 22nd. September 22nd. It's Oz's birthday. Hey, let's go the fuck I'm talking about. With that said, we will now take a celebratory shot Let's, oh, this one. of the finest Irish whiskey. Pour up. Mm. Lord. Oh, that was, a, that was a huge, huge shot. Yeah, I poured yours a little stronger than mine. I still got hit, though. That shit kicked me Ooh. right in the chest. Ah! You have to... When, when 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 my whiskey lemonade has to be a chaser, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it's some shit. Oh uh, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Hey, Turn up. Congrats on another trip around the sun. Thank you, man. I'm, uh, I want to say I don't feel it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's not what your thirties are for. Hey man, you've been on Kyrie's flat Earth for this long. <laughs> you gonna feel something. <laughs> And and you know with the pandemic and everything, this will be the first this will be the first birthday in a long time when I am just sitting my ass down. Shit, that's right. Because usually usually turn up. Yeah, it, it it right now I would be wasted somewhere. Yeah, with some strange woman's underwear on my head. Hmm. Um. However, that will not be the case. Um. Because I will be helping to slow the spread of uh, COVID nineteen. Me right. and the um, three other people in Texas that have decided to stay in the fucking house. <laughs> well, hopefully this week. Yeah, we're supposed to get a bunch of rain and flood and shit this week. Yeah, that'll keep people ass in. Yeah, hopefully. Because, you know, I think businesses now can go up to 75% capacity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did see that bullshit. Not that that was stopping them before. I would say they ain't stopping shit. That's, and, and that's my only thing is that they ain't stopping nobody. And... and all of this is just a formality, because niggas is out. 
When I say niggas is out, I'm talking about niggas is out, out. out. Prospect Park is is packed every fucking night. Yep. That don't make no damn sense. Y'all really, y'all really risking your health for hookah. <laughs> I feel like hookah would make it like hookah's like the worst thing to do in a pandemic. Yes. Like that's gotta that's gotta be giving with what with what they keep saying about vape on the commercials. That's gotta be giving you some some right. respiratory problems. I mean. Anyway, and hookah just looks like group vaping. That's that's really what it is, though. It's just group vaping. It, it is. It's. I don't like vape. Fuck mm. that shit. Mm. Um. So yeah, episode one hundred six. Well, oh, that was the other thing that was going on. You know, right before I left, I saw a commercial that said Tenet was the number one movie in the country. No shit. My thing is. What other what, co- what competition do you have? <laughs> you ain't got no competition but maybe Antebellum. And I ain't going to watch that shit. That, that movie with Russell Crowe that people forget about. Oh, the shit where he's like a where 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 the girl cuts him off and he turns out to be a serial killer. Right, Road shit. Rage, the movie. <laughs> that shit just looks like Texas to us. Yeah, I'm like shit, that's that's my drive to work. That's every day. That's two ninety. Um <clears throat> And Antebellum, I ain't gonna lie to you. I like Janelle Monet. I ain't, I ain't watching that shit. Nah, I ain't watching that shit. It looks like, it looks like Kendrick the remix. Damn. Okay. It does it kind of looks like Kendrick the remix? And the other thing is, I'm tired. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of shit where we gotta, where being reminded of where we came from is torture. Yeah. Everything ain't gotta be drop squad, bro. Like, <laughs> y'all remember drop squad yeah. when, when Eric LaSalle and them come and Ving Rames will come kidnap you and make you watch fucking Good Times marathons and some shit until you remember you black. I, I don't Basically. need that anymore. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. I don't need that. I'd and rather not remember. It's just antebellum. And I'm sure it's well done. And I like Janelle Monet, and I'm sure it's well produced and everything. It's just why do we need that? It's, I agree. It's it's it, 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 I, I can appreciate the horror aspect, but it just feels like it's saying something that we don't really need to hear at this point. Shit, did New Mutants ever come out? I think it yeah. Did. No one cared. My niece wanted to see it. She's also 14, so. I mean, that's fair. It looks like a fourteen-year-old's. I was I movie. was willing to suffer through it with her, but COVID. Like it looks like if you're in the, if, if you watch Freeform at all, you know, <laughs> yeah. you probably like Runaways. Right, right, yeah. It's and everything and something for everybody. That's fine. Um, want to start off giving flowers? This might be the the only time I've given flowers to the same person twice in a row. Oh, but flowers go to name Naomi Osaka oh, again. Shit. Really. <clears throat> So when she beat that when she beat that young woman Coco, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Yeah, Coco. I always forget her name. Um, and 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 here's the thing. Um, and I like this person, you know. So I you know, I just forget her name. But when she beat her, she came over to Coco. Coco Goff. Coco Goff. There you yeah. go. And she said, "Do you want to come talk to these people with me?" And Coco Goff was like, uh, I, 
I, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to be crying the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she was like, are you sure? She was like, I, I don't want to take away from your moment. I'm going to be crying the whole time. And she was like, I mean, that's cool, but it's just better better to be talking to them than to be crying in the locker room. You need to, you, you deserve to let these people know how you feel too. Yeah. And she brought her over and instead of doing the whole winter circle, want to thank God, all that kind of shit, she let them, she, she let, she let Coco have her moment. Yeah. And was, and you know, even then she was like, you know, I don't want to take away from her moment. I'm just, I'm very grateful. And them being able to have a moment of sisterhood and being able to see where the competition ends and stand up there as women, as black women, as women of color and be able to uh, be seen unified. Yeah. And, I, that's and, amazing. To and me. the other thing about it is, you know, I'm going to sound like an old head right now. The, the older I get, the more that I realize it, it, it makes sense. Like what my parents have said and, and other elders have said when they say that the, the youth will lead us. And, and when you see that, like Naomi Osaka is 23 years old. Yeah. She's still a baby. Yeah. Um, Coco Golf is 16. Mm. Still a child. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and they both have this level of maturity where, you know, they can, they can perform on, on this large of a stage and, and have ownership of their feelings and, and be, you know, and be out there like that. Like that's, that's something that, the, the youth will lead the way. Like when I was twenty three, I was just worried about rapping. Right. You know what I'm saying right. I was I was worried about spitting bars. You know, Naomi Osaka's out here winning whole championships and being a graceful winner and, and elevating other black women on the platform. Even though you know Coco was the runner up, I'm not going to call her the loser. She was the runner up. Right. She was still sure. number two. Right. Exactly. In a, in a fucking Grand Slam tournament. Um. You know, and I, I remember, I, I feel like I remember Serena doing the same thing for Naomi. I think, the, not, I think so. Ago. I, so, or, you know, or at least something similar. Yeah, something similar. Because um, I, I think there was a, I think Naomi or somebody beat her, actually beat Serena, and and Serena was kind of upset because she she disagreed with something that the ref did. And, yeah, and yeah, par- yeah. They said she was being coached. And yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That drama, and you know, the, the, but the the fact of the matter is, the other person won. I think it was Naomi, and and S- Serena conceded and like very openly told everyone, like, this is not about me. Please give her her flowers right now. She won, and you know, use her voice to elevate someone else on that platform. So, you know, Naomi sees those lessons and she pays it to the next generation, even though she's only a few years behind her. It's just one of those things, man. It makes you makes you want to go and do some push-ups. Real talk. Hits you in the chest. And that's one of those things where I'm, I always tell people, um, when I evaluate people, I don't give a fuck about what you do for a living. I don't give a fuck about the respectability, politics of shit. That shit doesn't impress me at this point at 37. Mm-hmm. What I give a fuck about is who you are, what you stand for and how you treat people. And in that moment, Naomi Osaka displayed character in all of those, those facets. And, uh, I'm, I, and 
I, we should be grateful to be living in an era where black women can have a platform and not where women at all, but certainly black women can have a platform and not be at war. Right. And because quite often the media tries to, I've railed against this before with like Nikki and Cardi because they play into it, but where the media tries to turn women against each other. Um, because there can only be so the media can only recognize so many for some reason. Uh, Naomi Osaka is breaking boundaries in that regard, and yeah. so um, we definitely want to salute to her. Um, having said that, going into humans ain't shit. <laughs> uh, y'all, we lost a we lost a good one. That's an understatement. The notorious RBG yeah. has passed at, what, 87? 87. Um, Supreme Court Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and let me just say, I feel like when I, when I wrote this down on the, on the list of stuff to talk about, I wrote it down under Respect for the Dead Part 2. Because I feel like we had this talk as far as Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and the way we discuss people when they're gone and when they've held a certain platform. Um, but I, I, I'm going into this week, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying is huge just for the history just just because she's kind of a landmark figure um in the political and legal arena mm-hmm. like i know a lot of i know a lot of law students i know a lot of uh law majors that were devastated and I know people are freaking out, and I, I want to recognize that I understand that we're living in a very sensitive time politically where we need every advantage we can get to get things back on to get things back on track or at least a different track than the one we're currently on because we know this bum-ass president and his bum-ass constituents are going to use this to every advantage they can find. I understand that. But I think the way Ruth Bader Ginsburg is being discussed is kind of gross, because it feels like there it feels like people are discussing the implications of her being gone more than they're discussing her. They're right. discussing her her seat in the Supreme Court and the fate of it more than they're discussing the person. Right. This is a human being, y'all. <clears throat> With friends and family who want to know that the person that they just lost meant something. Right. It yeah. meant something other than this election, which we're not gonna which is gonna is kinda gonna be a distant memory in some years from now. Yeah. Um what what people have to realize is what's going to happen is going to happen I'm, and I'm not trying to make light of the Supreme Court situation all like what, what's going to happen with that is going to happen right um, 
It's not something the, we can. I mean, yeah, the realist in me was going to say that regardless of anything happening to RBG, something's going to happen with the Supreme Court. Uh, I, you and I were talking about this just before we started recording, mm-hmm. and this is this just follows in the trend of people placing more emphasis on a person's quote unquote usefulness than that person's legacy or that person's accomplishments. Um, you know, I hope that's not where we're headed. Well, I mean, that's that's where we've been already. You know, with, with Chadwick, people are already immediately talking about what's going to happen with Black Panther two, and and people were asking me that very immediately. Right? They're like, "Man, you hear about Chadwick? What's going to happen with Black Panther 2? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to have that conversation. And it's not up for me to decide. Like, and Marvel ain't listening to me. Yeah. Uh, and when it came to, to RBG, I, I took a four-hour nap yesterday and woke up <laughs> Damn. And, and read the news. Damn. Oh, yeah, I needed it, too. Um, that shit went hard. Um, it's like I woke up and I saw, I literally saw one post that said, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dead at 87. I was like, oh, shit. Just below that, Mitch McConnell. We're going to try to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why are we even talking about this yet? And, and let me say... Because Mitch McConnell did not waste any time yeah. getting his shit off. Yeah. If you are in the same boat as Mitch McConnell, you should that that alone should be a red flag. Mitch McConnell didn't waste any time trying to figure out what was going to happen with RBG's seat. And if you're as quick to have that conversation as bum ass, Wind of the Willows character looking ass Mitch McConnell. That should be a red flag to examine maybe what that says about you. These people are human beings. Yeah. Just because they're famous, notable, human be- landmark human beings doesn't make them any less human. Uh, there are people, there are friends and family. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. Okay. There, there are friends and family that have to weather this storm of social media. That have to that have to weather this storm of the press, and I think I, you know, I don't want to assume that anybody is or isn't affected by what people think online, but I also want to be mindful and consider how I would how I would want somebody talking about my loved ones in their absence. And to know that I have to live with that, and I would I would think that we would be treating people how we want to be treated ultimately. Yeah, it's just something to think about, man. Something to think about. Just something to think about. Um, and when you're gone, how do you want to be discussed? Right. Even though there are some people that can make the argument, it's not going to matter to me because I'm dead. But. You want it to be a little easier for the people you leave behind. Yes. And to consider them. And so we have to we have to start considering other people the way we would want people to consider our loved ones when we're gone. And if you would slap the shit out of somebody for making somebody close to you feel a certain way over your absence... Think about that when you open your mouth on social media. That's just I don't know. That's it's, maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, it's 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 just the nature of 
it's just the nature of, of the machine right now it's you know people are only as as famous as their usefulness kind of <laughs> sad people, which kind of sucks kind of sad that being said I hope I live long enough to see Mitch McConnell die publicly <laughs> oh man and watch people immediately speculate on who's gonna succeed him on, right on who's gonna ascend to the throne on the tenth level of hell. Um, and fuck Ted Cruz just because I haven't said that in a while. We have not said fuck Ted Cruz in quite some time. He survived COVID. Mm. How about that? With that weak ass chin. <laughs> he survived COVID, and I think the last time I saw him, he has a he has like a a, a struggle beard. Mm. So okay, at least he's consistent. I'll say right. Um, song of the week. Throwing throw an artist some of you might not have heard. Um, I know this artist. Is, I think this worked with like French Montana and a couple other people I like. Um, this is Majid Jordan. And this is her. So go ahead, pour yourself something. If you're listening to this in Houston, there may or may not be a storm happening. <laughs> and um, you know, if you're weathering that storm with a human. This might, this might get something started. All right. Uh, we're going to have a good time either way. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
And that was Her by Majid Jordan. Nice smooth little joint. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, that'll that'll make some shit happen. Oh, by the way, if you are a Spotify or Apple listener, uh, go to either one of those venues where you stream music and podcasts and type in Opinions Wild Black featured music. Mm. And you will find a playlist featuring every song you hear on this podcast. Might change your life. Might change your life. You can create a mini podcast. I mean, you can create a mini playlist, excuse me, out of the songs you hear. If you're trying to get the mood right, I'm trying to give y'all the, I'm, I'm trying to be the plug for y'all. And you can get the mood right on that alone. There's some bop, there's some slow, there's some slow jam bops on there. Usher. Victoria mm. Monet, mm. Lucky Day, Ari Lennox, mm. Summer Walker. The list goes on. Mm. Uh, Gallimatius, mm. Kate Trinata. Alex Isley. Alex Isley. Alex, Alex Isley just does not. She is one of those people where she does not get enough shine mm. for the fact that it's not broken and she doesn't try to fix it. And she just does not make bad music. Right. I was like that for Music Soul Child for a long time. He just stayed in his lane. And if you liked one album, you were probably going to like the next two. And she produces her own shit, too. She does produce her own shit. That's that pedigree, Ooh. man. The daughter of uh, Ernie, Ernie Isley. Isley. Um, but yeah, check that out. Follow us. Uh, follow that playlist on Spotify. It's updated every week. Uh, you will not be sorry. Um, so let's see. Uh, now... We had a listener letter that asked us about this show last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch Woke? No, I, I and I said last week I would, and I failed to live up to my word. That, that is okay. That is okay. Because um, because I would, I, you know, if you get a chance to catch a few episodes, I would still love to hear your okay vote on that. I would definitely do that. Uh, I caught a few episodes, the first three, I guess. Um, without giving away major spoilers. Um, I will say I enjoyed it. I know some people were a little taken aback by kind of the evolution of that character mm-hmm. and where that character was before their big kind of hero's journey turn. I kind of, I, I, I kind of looked at, uh, cause I kind of looked at Keith Knight as kind of in the way of the hero's journey. You're one way you're exposed to a thing. You can't be unexposed from it. And you're changed by it, and everything else is your journey from there. Right. Um, if you've not read about the hero's journey, um, look up a guy named Campbell, Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely writes about the hero's journey. Anyway, um, in that regard, I like that. Who? What's that actor's name? Lamorne Morris. Morris. Yes. Um. I like the cast here from New from from New Girl, by the way, one of the greatest shows. New Girl, of the last that's where years. I saw him. Y'all can y'all can debate me if you want. I did, I I'm not a, I'm not that much of a sitcom guy, but I like New Girl. I watched a couple episodes. And I liked it. It was very white, by the way. Very much, very, very much so. White, but it was good. Good show. If you can't stand that Deschanel girl's face, don't watch it. But it is a funny show. Um, so yeah, I like that guy. I like that whole. I actually like that whole cast. Uh, I like I, um, woke is one of those things where it's a little off-putting 
watching some of the decisions this guy makes and watching kind of his, his obliviousness prior to his traumatic event. But I think that's necessary if we're going to be creating content that represents us and people we know, because I guarantee you, you know someone like that. Not everybody you know was woke immediately. Hmm. And I... In the age of wokeness, everybody wants to pretend like they were first to the like like they were first to the punch. Mm-hmm. But let's keep it a stack. Y'all weren't. I wasn't. I went to an integrated school and I felt certain ways about uh, about certain things. And um, prior to writing Black Nerd Problems, I felt a completely different way about representation than I do now. I can admit that. And if Part of admitting that about ourselves is acknowledging characters like Keith, like Keith Knight, who, by the way, this is based on an actual cartoonist named Keith Knight, whose uh, political cartoons date back to, I guess, the 70s, maybe something like that. Um, I enjoyed this. It was entertaining. It was funny. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I have a few other shows that I want to get to before I go back to it. It's not in my top three, but I was definitely entertained by it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when we look at the spectrum, if blackness isn't a monolith, then we have to embrace this. I I mean, you don't have to like it. I'm I'm not telling you you have to watch it, but we definitely have to acknowledge characters like this that aren't necessarily checking off all of our social justice boxes. Right. Um, so in that regard, I like what I've seen so far. I will watch the rest of uh, the rest of whatever. I don't know if Hulu's doing this weekly or if they just got all the episodes up. But uh, I will definitely be back to it. And I will, I will update you and Randall will probably update you as he watches yeah. it. Um, what else we got? Versus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty LaBelle. Oh yeah. Versus Gladys Knight. Oh yeah. A uh, hearkening back to the time when ass whoopings had a soundtrack. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> that get the switch music. I, uh, I, I definitely was wearing my my uh, open toed barbecue sandals. Hey. Um, linen shirt. <laughs> That li- gotta have a linen shirt, you know, linen shirt with a wife beater underneath. Um, gotta have a linen shirt. Gotta have your world's world's best griller apron on. Oh yeah, I was ready for it. Yeah, you, yeah, old school, old school. And, and at first, I, at first, I had the audacity to think that I might not watch it. And I got right up from dinner and saw it was on. And I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did. I felt old as shit. I, I was. I I almost. I. Felt slightly old, yes. I felt old because I knew nearly all the songs. Same, <laughs> same. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was very refreshing. And for all the, all the jokes that I cracked on Timbaland and and Swiss Beats for starting this whole thing in the first mm-hmm. place, I have grown to appreciate very quickly what it has become. Oh yeah, um, I love the fact that it's not a competition. Um, even though it's called versus, it's not a competition. Um, it is a celebration. Um, you know, each episode is a celebration of two people who have similar paths in music, 
and 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 I think every case they you know they they know each other they, right. they you know they're friends in some capacity, and it's a celebration of their legacies. It's really them giving flowers while they're here. It reminds me of VH1. I don't know if they I don't think they do this anymore, but VH1 had a thing called storytellers. Yeah, where they, it would be it was like unplugged, except. In between songs, they would tell the story of how each song was made, or they would tell some history of the people that they worked with, yeah. back, shit like that. Back when I liked Kanye, his his was actually a decent one. Oh, Kanye did have a story too. It was actually it was actually good. It was uh, I mean, we talking about college dropout Kanye. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's so, right. You're right. Um, Alpha. Wouldn't step, want to see that now. Omega step. I was, I was having a college dropout moment. Yeah, wouldn't want to see that now. No, I would not want to see that. No, um, it would be it would be it would be six <laughs> hours long. <laughs> This, uh, you know, if y'all want to do that, just go see Sunday service. You know, I, <laughs> the, I think the most appropriate description of what this version of Versus was, was when someone, damn it, I think I'm about to quote Lena Waithe, but I also said this separately in the conversation with someone else. Mm-hmm. They, they remind you of both of your grandmothers. Like, Absolutely. You know, you got the, you got the one grandmother on one side of the family who's, Who's demure? She's she's almost quiet and soft spoken. She's the one that's gonna make sure that you're tucked in for bed. Yeah. She's the one that makes sure that you wake up with a with a you know with a cup of hot cocoa and and some warm grits. And then you got you got the other grandmother that's gonna tell it like it is. Uh, the grandmother that's gonna make you pick the switch off the tree. You better get the right switch. The grandmother that can drink any one of your cousins under yes. the table. And make the best sweet potato pie you've ever tasted in your life at the same time. I tuned right in when they were talking about, when they were both talking about cooking. Yes. They were talking, when they started talking about short ribs and socket to me cake. You know they can both cook too. God damn it, yes. You know they can both cook. I mean, cook they ass off. I remember, I remember the episode, tell you how, tell you how old and what generation I'm from. The episode of Cribs. You, some of y'all remember MTV Cribs when they went to Patty LaBelle's house and she cooked for the entire camera crew cause you know them shows it always looks like there's just one dude holding a camera and maybe a producer but yeah. it'd be like a whole production crew yeah and she dead ass cooked for the entire crew and they were hanging out at Miss Patty's <laughs> house look if I ever get a gig shooting anything for Patty LaBelle I'm taking it and I'm showing up hungry. And I'm coming back with a plate. And I'm plates. taking a picture. And I'm taking a picture of them plates on Instagram. I'm gonna have a stack of plates tied up neatly in a Kroger bag. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! With two foils on top of each one. Them neat little Tupperware joints that split your shit into sections and Ooh. shit. Um, I I think the high, the the two highlights of the verses for me was one. Well, I think it was Patty in the middle. I don't know what song is in the middle of, but she she randomly went, "Brandy and Monica, y'all working out?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know you got that. You know you got that one grandma. You yep. got that one grandma. Don't give a fuck what happened. Just fix it. I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but y'all gonna sit. Y'all gonna hug each other. Y'all gonna sit. I'm gonna sit here with my whole family today. I ain't got long. Hug each other. Tell them you sorry. Look her in the eye. Look at her. Now you say you sorry. Monica, Monica would be the one that start off telling Patty what she ain't gonna damn do. Grandma, she, she, grandma, she I don't care I don't who started. Who did what? Shit. 
Y'all cousins. And Brandy be trying to smile. Don't you? And don't you be looking innocent either. Yeah. Shit. You just as bad as her. <laughs> you sneaky. <laughs> you got a little flip with mouth. Your, with you your got, fast self. You got a little flip mouth, just like your mama. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that word. You got to get that shit off. You got a little <laughs> flip mouth, don't you? <laughs> um, so that was a highlight. The other highlight for me, um, which made me feel quite old, was when uh, Patty played the uh, the Beverly Hills Cop song. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm sorry. That was just stuck in my head. Um, Beverly Hills Cop is one of my favorite movies uh. of all time. You know, I am a I am a huge fanatic disciple of Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop was one of was one of his his peak moments. Um and I was so happy to hear the Beverly Hills Cop song which people just do not give enough credit. I to this day I don't know what it's called. I just remember they were playing it during the truck chase. Um when they were yeah, I think they were chasing like a like a fucking cement truck or some shit. Uh, great movie but um, that was a big highlight for me it made me feel old as shit that I remembered that I remembered that word, that song and every fucking word um, one thing I, so in a in a related note on the verses my mother my mother swears that just by being my mother she's the executive producer of this fucking podcast <laughs> um my mother, we were talking, and I I read somewhere. I don't know where I read this, and y'all can correct me if it turns out not to be true. Um, that Swiss and Tim were working on getting Elton John in the country, hmm. so he could have a versus with Stevie Wonder. Interesting. Now, some people felt a way about this because, as much as we love Le- Elton John, nobody has a bad thing to say about Elton John for real. But there are people that understandably would like to keep the white folks out of the verses. And that this has kind of become our cultural thing, even though y'all didn't really have shit to say about start uh, about Scott Storch. That's very true. Nobody seemed to have shit to say about Scott Forgot Storch. About him. But some but suddenly when somebody said uh Justin Timberlake need to be in this bitch, because y'all pretend like y'all don't listen to his shit and mm. y'all do. Um, all of a sudden, everybody got woke again. Mm. Y'all gotta teach me the rules to this woke shit. I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Justin Timberlake versus Usher. I was, I would sit through a Justin Timberlake versus Usher, um, because as much as y'all want to say Justin Timberlake rips off uh, black people, Usher rips off Michael Jackson too. <laughs> uh, Usher is a one man Michael Jackson cover band. Um. Now, anyway, we were talking, and like I said, I was like, I, I don't think the culture would go for Stevie and Elton John because people really want to keep white folks out of this. Yeah. And she was like, okay, well, having said that, who could you, who else, who in the culture could you get to battle Stevie Wonder? Ooh, that's tough. Who is still one? Who is still around from that era? I would say maybe the estate of Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> they could probably they could play his shit. Um, let's see. I mean, there's not a lot of people in that era of music left. 
you would have to go get somebody like Prince. You would have to go get somebody like Michael Jackson. Yeah. You would have to go get somebody like Whitney Houston. Damn. And there's not a lot of them left. All his competition is dead. I don't. And <laughs> you have. I mean, you have some people, but I don't think Anita Baker can hang with Stevie. To be honest with no. you. No. 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 And I I dug into my I dug into my vault. I was like, maybe Babyface, maybe they already did that. <laughs> I was gonna say if they were doing repeats, maybe Babyface. Even then, that's a stretch. It's not a lot of people that can fuck with Stevie. And then just the 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 all aroundness of Stevie. Yeah. Stevie wrote. Stevie produced. Stevie played several instruments. They should just do a Stevie versus Stevie. I was gonna say. You got. You just gotta have him battle various eras of him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Songs in the key of life versus you know, uh, part time lover era That's versus. A you may have to just do like album versus album. Album versus album. Uh, maybe. Uh, you would have to. Get, you would have to get somebody's hologram to fuck with him. We would be watching a hologram of Prince, and even then, Prince wouldn't just take it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, if you have any ideas of who could really fuck with Stevie Wonder, now, um, definitely holler at us. I would love to hear somebody's input on that because I can't think of anybody. Mm. Uh, that would be and and if you could, I defy you to come up with twenty songs. I defy you, twenty songs, a two-hour verses. I don't think I don't think it's a lot of people can hang. If anybody, I said maybe, maybe if you if you wanted to break the whole era thing, maybe Janet. But Janet's not interested. No. And Janet wouldn't and I, I be interested. Think, I don't think that format is really good for for Janet anyway. Like she's no. she's too intro. She appears to be too introverted. Exactly. That's too like much. That. Inter, that's too much interaction with the public. And she kind of mastered that. She's one of those from that era that mastered that whole. I just put my shit out and I vanished for a while. And I think she's one of the kind of the, the, the four the four mothers or forefathers or one of the, the the archetypes of that. Yeah. Cause people trying to get in that box now, you know, Beyonce's kinda like that. Uh Frank, I always say Frank Ocean has mastered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just put your shit out and go. You know who? You know who? You know who mastered it that I never mentioned? Kendrick. True. When was the last time you heard anything from Kendrick outside of music? When was the last time you heard any Kendrick music? Pre-COVID. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just something to think about. If you come up with a good Stevie versus, I'd be open to hear it. Um. Here's so here's another here's a follow up story um we talked about ray fisher and his ongoing feud with uh joss whedon and uh uh filing complaints with warner brothers um so i noticed something after i reported on that i I looked a little more into it and oh there was that development jason momoa uh through his uh, aquaman thank god that shit's Mm -hmm. over um Threw his threw his hat in the ring about this and got on. I guess it was Twitter and got his shit off about this um, because he definitely felt a certain way. 
Uh, I cannot, uh, for the life of me, I cannot find it now. But uh, he definitely felt a certain way, and he definitely was a hundred percent in support of Ray Fisher, and um, basically was like he's a hundred percent right, and the bullshit has to stop. Um, and it uh, occurred to me that the only people that were really backing Ray Fisher on this was Jason Momoa and uh, Kiersey Clemens, who plays Iris West in the deleted, I guess in the expanded Snyder Cut. Oh, do we have a quote? Yep. Yeah, because... Uh, so, <laughs> so, Warner Brothers spread a fake rumor about Jason Momoa playing Frosty the Snowman right around the time Ray Fisher was uh, getting into Joss Whedon shit. Right. And so Jason Momoa replied, <clears throat> this is my poor attempt at doing his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I just think it's fucked up that people released a fake Frosty announcement without my permission to try to distract with Ray Fisher speaking up about the shitty way we were treated on Justice League reshoots. Serious stuff went down, bro. I just threw in the bro. I was saying, uh, bro was extra. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be investigated and people need to be held accountable. Hashtag, I stand with Ray Fisher. Aloha. That's very much a. I was say, it's very Hawaiian of him. Yes. Um, uh, a couple of my Black Nerd Problems cohorts kind of cringe. You, you know, his name on social media is uh, Pride of Gypsies. Mm hmm. Uh, which I guess in 2020 is a little cringeworthy. It's, it's, it's a slur to some people. Um, I'm one of those people where if that's what you come from and that's what your and that's what your people call each other, I won't say it to you. <laughs> but if you call each other that, I'm not mad at you. Um, it's not my place. Having said that, um, and it 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 was interesting to me that only Jason Momoa. And only Kiersey Clemens seem to be the one speaking out about this. Um, and it seems like it's only the people of color. The people of color. And it seems like it's like one of those things where when you're at work, only the black people mm-hmm. see some shit and they don't bother explaining it to the white to the white people because they know they're not going to get it. Or if they do, it's going to turn into a whole break room fiasco. So, so they don't bother. We talked about this actually an ep- a few episodes ago about secret black meetings in the break room. Yes. Uh, which I've had with coworkers. They're real. They are, re- they are real. They happen. <laughs> we still happen. They even happen when you work from home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just thought it was very interesting that nobody, none of the white folks have really spoken up at all. Now, yeah. some... There, there are some things to consider here. One, we have to consider, to be fair, that this is reshoots. Mm-hmm. So we don't know for sure who was present for what. I'm it could be very... Po- were. Do I? I'm going to assume that they all were. Yeah? In some capacity. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. I, I think when we, when we finally get to see the, the Snyder Cut, we'll see who was probably we'll know there. who was where. Okay, fair enough. Um. Now there are some there are some members of this cast. Remember, going into this movie's release, this was a problematic ass cast. Yeah, 
and um, a lot of them had said some goofy shit. Um, for one, I don't expect Gal Gadot to say shit. Nah, Gal Gadot kind of has a every ha- time she opens her mouth, she's getting she's getting lambasted. Yeah. And let's not forget that there was definitely that that medium article that got swept under the rug about her rape caping. Mm. Remember that when she had a, yeah. some somebody that had lived with her at one point. Yep. Uh, got she she harassed him because her friend sexually assaulted her. Um, Ben Affleck, I don't expect him to say shit. I don't. I don't. I would I would be more shocked if he wasn't completely oblivious. That's the vibe I've always I mean, gotten from I mean, Ben. Ben's under that young ass right now, so he don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> he he is, he probably hasn't even heard about it yet. Who is he fucking? I, is it someone that is of note, or just somebody young? Because none of because neither of those surprise me. I want to say it's someone. Anna De Armas, yes, yes. Oh shit. Okay. Wow, I haven't seen her in a while. All right. And now you know why. There you go. All right. Um. All right. Go. Uh, if if you like it, I love it. Rumble, I guess. old man, rumble. Oh man, rumble, old man, rumble. Um. No, I don't expect him to say shit. I I've we he's demonstrated a history of obliviousness. Or he's demonstrated a a history of just wanting to wash his hands of shit. Because, you know, he, they, they found him to have known about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And somebody brought it to his attention, and he looked and said, Damn it, Harvey, again? Um, there are a few people... That, now, Henry Cavill has said some goofy shit, but he seems like he would be more thoughtful than that. So there are, so there are some yeah. cases, and we also have to consider that Joss Whedon probably knows who to play these games with. True, true. And you know, like, Josh Whedon ain't running off at the mouth to Ben Affleck. No, never. Because Ben Affleck can, in some regards, shut him down. Or he has such a relationship with Warner Brothers, he could slap the shit out of him and true. probably be fine. True. Um, Henry Cavill, I don't think. I think Henry Cavill is at a point in his career where mm-hmm. he's invested with the studio, and mm-hmm. the studio is invested in him to a point where he probably couldn't. He knows he couldn't run his mouth to him. Yeah. He ain't saying, and he ain't saying shit to Amy Adams. Period. No, <laughs> not at all. No, they're that's one of those situations where they were lucky to get her, and they're lucky to have her now. Um, and there's so yeah, I there is probably that situation where the white people hold enough markers, they know who to play those games with. Um, I just think it's very interesting that the the people of color seem to be on an island by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see where this goes. We talked about this before the before the show started. I am interested to hear what happens specifically. I think we will eventually once once they finish this investigation. I'm pretty sure Ray, we'll hear what happens. Ray what Fisher happens. is giving me the impression that he is a professional and that he's probably and that he knows he's not in a position to say anything. Mm-hmm. One because it's a legal matter. Yep. Two, because he is a professional and this is the way he was probably taught to handle these things. Right. Uh, so we're not, it's not going to be a situation, and this is not disrespect to Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. It's not going to be a situation where he just jumps on and is like, you shot me. Right. Th- th- this, is, this is one of those instances where 
it's more of a it's a more powerful message when it comes from the studio if, if Warner Brother whoever is investigating it reaches the conclusion and sides with Ray Fisher it's more powerful when they state it than when he because from him it just sounds like an accusation to some people right when it comes from other sources it's going to sound like a statement of fact so yeah he's he's definitely doing the right thing I mean he's 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 putting the pressure on them by saying there is some fucked up shit facts but he's gonna let them tell y'all what that fucked up shit was he's building a case yes he's uh, and, and and I think that's a professional thing to do here and now we and, and I said this last last episode we do live in an era where you can go on and you can go on social media and get your shit off mm-hmm. and see results right I've done it yeah um but there are some people that are old-fashioned that will handle it through the proper channels and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna hear about it until all the facts are out and right. your case has been proven and nobody can have anything to say against you right it's better is better in this case for him to go ahead and get his shit and, and let them investigate it instead of him getting this shit off and then they turn around and want to settle with him and if they say uh, and he can put it in the contract if they say on one unfavorable thing about him he, he'll own Warner Brothers. You know what I'm saying? You're firing off shots. Fire, right. Fisher Brothers. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And, and so, you know, he's playing the long game. And I respect him 100% for that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Cardi B files for divorce from Offset. Interesting. Shocking. For now. <laughs> for now. Um, she said she was just tired of the fucking arguing. Oh, that's what broke the camel's back? <laughs> I, now, now, to be fair, I am certain that the fact that Offset has been cheating um, pretty regularly and that the fact that... Uh, him and Tristan Thompson are like... Right. Doppelgangers. Also, the new rumor is that the girl he fucked with is pregnant. Also not shocking. Um, but you know what would, what, would, would not surprise me? I hope I don't get flack for this. Okay. A lot of times, some people are tolerant of cheating until another person becomes pregnant. This is true. This has happened. It does happen. I'm not saying this happened in the case of Cardi. but We we have no way of knowing. We will have no way of knowing. But this has happened. I think a lot of us have seen instances in which this has happened. Um, And the fact that cheating cheating is slowly becoming acceptable. Also, she says she's sick of the arguing. Can you imagine Cardi arguing with Cardi B? Um, no, I cannot. Like, ooh. You're not winning that argument. Not at all. You're not winning that argument. On volume alone. <laughs> on, vo- on volume, <laughs> distance for how far they can take the argument, and ooh. irritation. Chris Rock had a joke a long time ago about how some women don't argue to win. They argue for distance and irritation. Yes. How far they can take this shit before you just say, okay, fuck it, fine. You win. Uh, Cardi B, and that's not all women. I don't believe all women are like this. I believe, you know, that is to a point a stereotype. I do believe Cardi B is one of those people. (laughs) 100%. I do. Seriously, I do. And that's no no disrespect to her because, you know, uh, win how you win. Yeah. <laughs> Let me not hate. Like, I know, I know your boy, 
Offset just sitting there like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was on social media yeah. looking pathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking pathetic. One of those, you know, just focusing on me. Yeah. I, I, I was really waiting on him to just post y'all one. Nigga, what have you again. been doing this entire time? <laughs> and then, and, Besides yeah. focusing on you. And uh, yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting situation. I will say that the Cardi hate has started again. Um, and the whole thing about oh that oh that that wet ass pussy didn't uh, didn't didn't keep a ring this time, y'all. It's not like he left her. She filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. She got the ring just like she said in the song, and it's her ring to decide that she doesn't want anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all are a lot of y'all uh, railing on Cardi B and worried about her ring. Um, y'all ain't ca- y'all ain't called a spouse to begin with. Some of y'all getting some of y'all getting cheated on and left on red uh, by uh, niggas working the night shift at Denny's. Damn. Some of y'all get left on red by the second date. I'm just saying. It's a lot of y'all. It's, it's some of y'all. It's some of y'all that are out here claiming to be sapiosexuals, cause a nigga ate your pussy in the library. Stop it. Leave Cardi B alone. <laughs> Just call what you said. Worry about yourself. Uh, I'm tired of this sapiosexual shit. Somebody, somebody, somebody quotes Sonia Sanchez. Somebody quotes Sonia Sanchez to you one time. Finger fucks you in the car, and all of a sudden you a sapiosexual. Mm. Suck my dick. Get the fuck out of here. Just saying that, that it, just just a word that don't mean shit. And you worried about Cardi? What Cardi B doing? Cardi B got the bag and the ring and the endorsements. And probably gonna get alimony off this nigga. What is it? Spousal support? Yeah, I guess that's what they call it. Yeah, spousal support or whatever. Man, y'all y'all leave Cardi B alone. <laughs> Mind your business. Also, Ray J filed for divorce. Oh. At last. <laughs> At last. When you have to have a reality show, a whole reality show miniseries. Well, y'all are airing out y'all differences that nobody watched, by the way. That nobody watched except probably me <laughs> and the couple of people in in the group chat we talked about it in. Um, that's a that's a red flag. I this has been coming for a long time, and and it seems like Princess has put this off for a while, hoping that he would get his shit together. When the when the when the pandemic first started. She would not let him see his kids until he sat the fuck down. And he could not sit the fuck down. Mm. And every time he got caught out there on Instagram and she had spies after this nigga, every time he got caught out there, he had to sit he had to sit down in his house alone for 14 days. Damn. And only after 14 to 21 days could he could he see his kids. Damn. He couldn't do it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he. I think he had to start over at least twice. <laughs> um, this is not surprising. Princess Love is entirely too fine for Ray J. Um, Ray J is entirely too narcissistic for Princess. Um, this is what happens when you marry somebody who has been in, who is a child star, who has been enabled by his family all his fucking life. Um. The only thing I feel bad about is that they got kids involved. They got they got they, they got two kids between them. 
Um, so that's a traumatic thing for them to have to watch unfold at all times. I'm not. I don't know how good or bad parents these two are. Um, people will surprise you. Um, it just goes to show. Celebrities are just as fucked up as we are. Yes, but with more. money, if not more, money kind of makes them worse. Yes, if we're being honest, they can they can do more bad things. It's true, and they usually do. They can fuck up on a greater level than we can. This is a hundred percent true. I was reminded of this by watching, the, even though it's a little inaccurate. I was reminded of this by watching the tribe documentary. <laughs> The problems that the problems between people are always going to be the problems between people, and money will usually just make it worse. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Um, uh, uh, rest in, uh, in all seriousness, rest in peace, Five Dog. Yep. Um, we did so. We have a couple of entries. We talked about this last week. Corona dating. Uh huh. And we were kind of confused as how dating even works now. Uh, yeah. So I put the call out there on social media. Yeah. And I got a few things. Oh, snap. Okay. <clears throat> uh, shout out to Candace Yvonne. Uh, Candace Yvonne says, uh, Yo, so I started this year. So I thought this year was my year to start dating again. Uh huh. But then funky ass COVID happened and it brought some new perspective. I actually got it. I didn't know that. I actually got it while pet sitting for an asymptomatic neighbor. Damn. And it was the scariest health experience I've ever had. So when I recovered, I also felt really anxious about how to keep myself and others safe. I said all that to say at this point, dating is all virtual, which is tough because I do enjoy being able to read body language. But also I've noticed that people I might have been interested in pre-COVID, I am no longer interested in especially after having observed how they move in this pandemic norm. It's quite sad, but I don't want to date people who take calculated but also really selfish risks. Um, can't hate on that. that and, that's a, and, that's yeah. the, and that's the thing with me. Everything this pandemic brings just brings too much fucking anxiety yeah. for me to 100% focus on another human being. And it's, you know, it's different, it's different because, because somebody actually asked me that some while, some time ago about, um, like my household, like what, what type of anxiety do you have knowing that, you know, people, people still have to come and go from time to time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, I said, it's different because you, when you live with people, when you live with family, you know where they're going. You know what they're doing. You yep. know the routine. Uh, I could imagine that if you were dating someone that you're not around all the time. You know, again, if you're dating, you're not going to see. You're, especially now, you're not seeing them every day. Sure. You're, you're not. You're most likely not aware of all of their whereabouts all the time. Of course. Um, which is crazy because, like, even in my own household. A lot, a lot of times, you know, pre-COVID, it's like, hey, I'm leaving for a while. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Usually non-specific, just like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be gone for a couple hours or whatever. I'll let you know when I'm on, when I'm on the way home in case you want me to pick up something. Right. And now it's it's a very detailed. Yes, I'm gonna go to the store to pick up <laughs> this, this, and this. 
Um, after that, I'm going to get my nails done. Then I need to drop off a package at UPS. And then I'm going to go to the gas station. I'm going to buy two bags of ice from the gas station as well. Because uh, let me tell you something. The numbers here are are lower. Yeah. I also don't trust that after Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Because you niggas were out, out. Well, and the thing is, they're lower, but they're also at a level that was considered high months ago. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, and, so it's almost really just kind of getting back to square one. Yeah. Um, te- and, and even though the numbers are lower in Houston, the numbers in Texas have kind of baseline. Yeah. Um, Looking at you, Dallas. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so it's, it, there's a lot of stress involved there. Um, and I, for me, that I would think that would be a huge distraction. Bishop Ragtime, shout out to Bishop, says, Now this I want to hear about. Because the thought of trying to go, go out, hang out, and get to know someone uh, before I tragically yet spectacularly fuck it up, through, tra- through traditional means... Me uh, ended when the uh, ended when the infection rate started rising. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I want to spend time with someone I'm interested in. On the other hand, I don't want to end up catching something behind a fish platter and cheddar biscuits and still end up single. <laughs> well put, Bishop. Uh, Janika Worthington says my dating life has been non-existent. I'm okay with it, but I'm open to dating, but also afraid to put myself out there. Uh. Th- I don't blame you. That's yes. a that that's a that, that's a lot that goes with that, and again, I think that just I, I think that's just more of what I was talking about, which is the anxiety. Yeah. Um, which is a hundred percent understandable. I had a couple on Instagram somewhere. Again, I, somewhere. I, I can't I can't imagine that anxiety, and and for me, the the biggest thing would be not really knowing where people have been. Right, and and I'm and I'm typically not a curious person. Like I typically don't need to know or even particularly care where people are or where they've been. Um, but in a time like now, um, and I, and again, I'm not a person that's overly paranoid about COVID, but I do know that there's a difference between someone who's kind of like you know. Yeah, you know, I, I take care of myself, but I'm chilling. And people right. who are at Prospect Park, right, sharing exactly. a baby, exactly. You know, people who are who are recklessly out there. And again, y'all, <laughs> whether you believe this shit was man-made or someone bit the head off a bat and got it, the fact is, it's actually real, and people are actually being affected by it, regardless of your opinion of it. So, regardless of if you're tired of it, yeah. It ain't tired of you. It is not. It is not tired of you. And it is it's coming for that ass. Um, we got one more from O'Brien. Well, we have a letter, but I'm going to save that one for next week. Okay. Because I want to keep, keep doing this. So, David, I'm going to get to yours next week. Um, from O'Brandy. Oh. Oh, Brandy. <laughs> oh, Brandy. <laughs> Who says FaceTime dates? Yeah, oh, that's her thing. FaceTime dates. Oh. I can, I can see that. Oh. Um, it's harder to meet folks, and f- it's harder to meet folks and force my conversations to be more intentional since there are very few distractions. That's fair. That's fair. And there are some people that 
are that are extroverted by nature, and they have and they kind of have to keep stimulated in those ways. I don't relate to that because I'm extremely introverted and kind of have a kind of have a overall baseline disdain for people. Uh, so I'm always happy to be on my own. Oh man, they they play that shit. First of all, Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah, y'all can't do this gatekeeping shit because y'all let Michael McDonald ride for decades. Look, can we get a Michael McDonald versus Bobby Caldwell? I let them in. <laughs> or Michael McDonald versus like Hall and Oates or some shit. Michael McDonald. I'm here for it. Michael McDonald is the R&B version of Kenny Rogers. It, the, You've it, never seen them in the same place. He's the, the white. Time. He's the white baby face. Hey! Oh! <laughs> Hello. Just saying. Um. So yeah, keep sending us, keep sending us your stories about dating uh, during the during the COVID era. Send us your positive stories too. Send us some positive stories. If you've got something that's working out for you, uh, if you found if you found a way to get some regular some regular sex in the COVID era, please send it to us. <laughs> please. Please. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing is, y'all, let, you know, send us positive stories about life in the era of COVID in general. Um, even though 2020 is the worst year of my life overall, and I, I feel almost guilty for saying this, it was a very good year for me professionally. Hey. I mean, but that's like the only bright spot in the entire thing i mean but you, there, one you have that's a that's a bright bright spot yeah a lot of people don't have a job that's true you know i'm I, one of them i want to know you know if, if you lost weight and got in shape if you learned a new language um picked up a new trade you know really i, I want to hear those things we do want your covid stories we want to know how you're coping if you're coping um, yeah, we want to we want to hear the whole nine yards. Uh, I, I don't mean, care. I don't care if you know how to make sourdough, though. We, okay, we, we yeah, kind of keep that one. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com mm-hmm. uh, or opinionswhileblack.com That's the way to get in touch with us during social media, uh, um, through social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. So glad we got the soundboard back. <laughs> and we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And damn it, we are drunk. Just you. I am drunk. Like I said, I'm, I'm. He's chilling tonight. I'm very dehydrated. I mowed the equivalent of seven lawns today. Damn. So yeah, there was a lot of grass to be cut before this flood comes in. Yeah, it's too hot for that. It's, it, it, it's too hot for the bullshit. So I'm, I understand. I'm dehydrated as fuck. I'm saying you took that. You took that big ass shot. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. Oh, wait, actually, before we do that, okay. I have one, I have one thing I want to tell you guys. Uh oh. Guys, um, as you know, we are we 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 do this podcast independently of our own steam. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you know, we have done advertisements in the past. We are open to doing advertisements going forward. Um, having said that, there are channels. There are channels to go through. There's a proper way to get in touch with Oz if you want to do ads. Um, there's a proper way to get in touch with D. Randall if you want to do ads. Mm-hmm. That's probably and that's probably through me because he yeah. <laughs> he doesn't social media like that. So I'm like uh, talk to Oz. Having said that, email me. Mm-hmm. Email me. You can even inbox me probably. What you can't do is when you see me on social media on a mutual friend's post, go in the comment section underneath me and go, (laughs) inbox me, bro. No. Inbox me, bro. Want to holler at you about an opportunity. No. Mm -hmm. One, I'm going to assume you're trying to get me in one of these pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. Two, no. You wouldn't do that with anybody else. Well, some of you would. Maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not going to respond to inbox me, bro. I don't respond to it for anything else involving social media in my life. I won't respond to it for that. I'm just not. Stop it. What if it was for pussy? Depends but, on the pussy. But it also means, it, but they're also calling you bro, so I don't know. I would say they're calling me bro or fam. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll say again, depends on the pussy, but that's neither here nor there. Um, just wanted to get that off real quick. Yeah. Now it's time for white people must be stopped. So this one hurts my head. Uh, a homework assignment. This is according to the NY daily news. This took place in Dallas, so oh, just no. be mindful going forward. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, a homework assignment from a Texas high school English class is raising a few eyebrows after students were asked to write about hero Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes, you heard me. I said mm-hmm. hero. Rittenhouse... 17 years old, faces charges of first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree reckless homicide, attempted first-degree intentional homicide, and possession possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18, and two counts of first-degree reckless endangerment after he shot protesters, killing two, injuring one, who were rallying for the following, who were rallying following the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He's going to beat all charges and get a full scholarship. Students at W.T. White <laughs> High School. At White T. White? White T. White High School in Dallas were given an assignment dubbed Hero for the Modern Age, which called for students to write half-page biographies of Mahatma Gandhi, Cesar Chavez, Malcolm X, George Floyd, Rittenhouse, and Joseph D. Rosenbaum, one of Rittenhouse's alleged victims. The assi- it's, worth a, it's worth noting, apparently, uh, the assignment also misspelled Gandhi and Malcolm X. How, I, how, first did, of all, how do you misspell Malcolm did they, X? Do they spell it Malcolm Y or something? I, I, I mean, I'm, very, I'm very confused on that point. Wow. Um, next... 
Dallas. We, 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 Dallas. We're talking about Dallas. I have to remember that. We Sorry. do have to remember this is Dallas. Um, we'll call them. We'll call it a low information area. Students at Whitey White High School. <laughs> first of all, half a page ain't much. Half a page. That's three hundred words. If that. I just want to see what someone wrote in a half page about this dude. What the fuck do you write in a half page about Mahatma Gandhi? Jesus. And, and is there really half? And yes, that's more to your point. Is there really half a page about Kyle Rittenhouse? His mom dropped him off. He killed some people. He got some water. What the fuck? Like and. and and is there more? To, and is there? And is there more or less to write about one of his victims? That's morbid and weird, mm. and you can tell that the teachers are getting tired. They are. They don't give. They don't give a fuck. And let me say, that's not a diss to all teachers. Teachers, y'all doing a hard job, especially doing a hard job right now. They're all tired though. They're all exhausted, but they're all exhausted. But not all of them are coming up with goofy, problematic-ass assignments like this. This is W.T. White High School in Dallas, Texas. And this is the whitest assignment any human being could think of. And I know white people came up with it because they went straight to Malcolm X for black people. Straight to Malcolm X. Only white people go straight to Malcolm X. Niggas can come up with any with any number. Niggas will write about George Washington Carver. I'm really surprised that I like one of the most surprising things about that is they didn't say Martin Luther King. That is very surprising. I agree. Like Rosa Parks. Don't y'all don't white people like getting that one off? Like by the way, y'all, y'all talk about Martin Luther King all the time. Y'all still shot him. Show did. So Show did. Just saying. Y'all shot Malcolm X too. Government shot Malcolm X. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, the bullets were government issued bullets. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, it's morbid to write about. And George Floyd, that one is kind of weird. Like, again, I, you know, I fully understand the implications of, of what happened to him, and I, and I can understand how the importance that, of that event. Right, the importance of that event. Um. Hero for the modern age, though. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I really have to temper my speech on this one because someone could misconstrue it as me trying to say something else. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's just a poorly, that's it's a poorly worded and construction constructed assignment altogether. That's terrible. That, and, and and let me just say, it's one thing for the education system to omit certain points in black history. You know, we're going through that with the Black Wall Street thing, mm-hmm. and what have you. It's one thing to omit certain things. It's, we, we can, well, I won't say we can live with it, but we, we're, we're familiar with that. Yes. It's one thing to lionize people that were murdered and not be honest about the, the context of their untimely end. Right. It is a whole other thing to outright lionize a murderer. And this isn't one of those things where it's like Davy Crockett. 
oh, Davy Crockett, oh, Davy Crockett probably was a hero to these people, but these people were harmed by him. Yes. This is an outright murderer. He murdered white people. And I'm really surprised y'all aren't mad about that. So are we going to go back and lionize Dylan Roof? But it was white people sticking up for black people. Or the Columbine dude? Or are we that, are we that desensitized? They'll, they'll get to it eventually. Yeah, they'll rewrite every, They'll rewrite all this bullshit. Um, it, 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 poor form. And I, would, and I would emphasize that this is poor form, but it's Dallas. So what's the point? Mm. This is why we don't fuck with Dallas. The Jersey Shore of Southern black people. Good grief. Um, send your racist stories send your uh, real life racist encounters along with your listener letters um, questions for myself D. Randall or any of our guests please send those to uh, opinionswildblack at gmail.com or log into opinionswildblack.com and you can get in touch with us through any of our social media accounts uh, whether it be Facebook, Instagram or Twitter also buy merch uh-huh Merch is a thing. Quarantine life shirts are on sale now. Quarantine life sh- quarantine life shirts are currently on sale. Opinionswhileblack.threadless.com. Yep. Uh, some of you have already partaken and gotten on that. We appreciate you very much. Love it. Uh, know that your know that the proceeds go to making this a better podcast. Yep. Um, we will be right back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And damn it, I am drunk. Good. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Hmm. I always like hearing from the public. Okay. Uh, Euphonic, a, 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 a former guest. <laughs> a former multi, multiple-time guest. Multiple-time guest. Friend of the show. Uh, he, want, he wanted to ask us, which anime do you feel had more impact on the Afro community? Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z or Naruto? Uh, his are always multifaceted. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just... I'm going to just say uh, Dragon Ball Z. I don't know anybody that doesn't know... Like, people that have never watched anime a day in their life know what Super Saiyan means. And Brolic. And Brolic, right. Um, you're always going to relate that to Brawly. By the way, I did watch the, the, the little short Dragon Ball Z movie recently of Brawly. That was some bullshit. That was some bullshit. I do not appreciate how they have, how they have pulled out this millennial revisionist history bullshit and made Brawly some kind of like sympathetic character or like this weird emo thing where like his dad abuses his dad abuses him and makes him go super saiyan that's some garbage that is garbage I like the I like the version of Brawly that is just fucking nuts and just destroys everything mm. that is my Brawly that's the Brawly that I got through high school with I will say, and, and this is through my limited knowledge of um, of anime, but just through casual ob- observations, I feel like Dragon Ball Z might be more influential to people who are now maybe in their late twenties and thirties, or you know, early thirties and, yeah. and mid thirties, 
Uh, Naruto, I feel like, appeals to a slightly younger uh, demographic. It does. Like my, and I basically even though I fuck with it actually. Yeah, I I basically like this on my fourteen-year-old niece's viewing habits. Um, She's heavy into Naruto, like, and does Naruto run all the time, and it's just awkward, and I just start running with her. Oh, with the hands behind the back. Hands behind the back, just running, you know, just ready to get your chin knocked off. Right. Because it's poor form. Um, but I, I also know, like, the other people that I know that are into Naruto are kind of, you know, right now they're kind of in their mid twenties, yeah. so to speak. So that's fair. I, I think they. I think I agree with you again, based on casual observation, that I think overall Dragon Ball Z has a, a greater influence. Um, but it's been I, around longer, so that's yeah, fair. And that's and that's really what it boils down to. Uh, I personally am a, a Robotech head. Hey! So, I'm just, you know... Rick Hunter the God. Say I'm taking this back to the 80s, son. Shout, out, mean, to, shout out to Rick Hunter and Min May and the gang. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, also, based off of based off your show, show of choice, what villains would Trump and Pence be? This is an easy one. Uh, Dragon Ball Z... Trump would easily be Hercule, or if you watch the uh, if you watch the old version in Japanese, Mister Satan. Mister Satan uh, is a breaking Randall off with a little knowledge here. Okay, Mister Satan is because you know it's basically a martial arts thing. Yep. Anytime there's a martial arts tournament, Mister Satan comes up because out of the regular people that don't have superpowers and shit. Mr. Satan is like the world champion, but he's like, but it's very, it's very goofy and like very wrestler like, mm-hmm. and he always ends up in the in the tournament full of people that have superpowers and shit, mm. and so he's kind of considered like the Rock almost, okay, and by the regular people, and so when the tournament goes left and it turns into some real supervillain shit. Nobody knows who the fuck Goku is for real. Nobody knows who, they, like, because these are people that just live in the mountains by themselves. And so when all the when all the destruction is over and Mr. Satan or Hercule is just sitting there, luckily not gotten his head blown off, everyone assumes that he saved the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he is such a glory hound that... Goku don't Goku and the others don't give a fuck about fame and fortune. They don't give a, and they don't give a fuck about what happens in the big cities. So they just go back to training and doing what they do. And he's just there to happily take the credit for this shit. Mister Satan. I don't know why they call him Mister okay. Satan in Japanese. It, 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 that's yeah. weird. Uh, I would I would say Trump and Pence would be. That's Trump though. I would I would I would say they would be whatever the villain's name is from Legend of the Overfiend. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> good one. Being good exposed one. to that for the first time was kind of a, a what? <laughs> the first time I the first time I saw that was at some hip hop spot back in the day. It was back when you know you you listen to music and they and someone has anime playing on the projector, and I just remember everyone just kind of stopped and was like, what? In the entire is, hell, the fuck is going on? Is this? Are we gonna get arrested for watching this shit? And the last, <laughs> right? I do, <laughs> I do admit that's that's now the anime can branch out in some weird shit. I was not ready for tentacle porn. 
Nobody. I mean, who is? I wasn't. Honestly, I wasn't ready for Akira. Yeah. Even at like, yeah. tw- uh, like twelve or thirteen, that was over my head. That was. Yeah. Um, maybe I was a little younger when that happened, but anyway. Um, and then the follow up, you know, you finally will just ask us about random shit that it was happening when he was when while he was watching TV, possibly getting high. Possibly, allegedly. Uh, follow up. I know for a fact Bucky killed like three or four people in Civil War after he promised Cap- Captain America he wouldn't. How many did y'all count? Two dudes at least have severe brain damage. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, everybody that doesn't have superpowers in Civil War <laughs> yeah. probably has brain damage. Yeah. But they're not dead. Everybody that was in the elevator with Cap <laughs> in Winter Soldier <laughs> is fucked up. That's why in Endgame, I think Endgame was when was the version where Jasper Sitwell was in the elevator. I was like, oh, yeah. he's about to get fucked off faster than he did the first yeah. time. Yeah, look, there are plenty. There are plenty of characters that that Cap threw off of a, a roof or a ledge, or threw the shield at their head. Yeah, that's brain damage. That <laughs> shit from the first Captain America movie. He was bouncing. He was bouncing that shield off of people's heads. That is a straight up and down concussion. No that matter how you slice it, adamantium slash vibranium shield being um, thrown by a superhumanly strong person with at least baseline. <laughs> Olympic level strength and speed, at least that's that is the that that's the bottom of don't that's worry, the bottom. I was of saying, don't worry about Bucky. Look that that whole shit, the whole fucking apartment scene with Cap and Bucky when they were just fucking niggas up, fucking niggas up left and right. They were both hemming people up. So nah, I, they you know, Cap got some Cap got some bodies too. Uh yeah yeah. I mean, Cap looks like he tries to show some restraint, but at the end of the day, if you're if you're already with Hydra, he doesn't give a fuck. Whatever happened to that helicopter that he pulled down to the <laughs> ground? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who was flying that fucker? You know, I'm just saying. It's true. You're right. You're right. Um, Tales to Enrage. Now he had a question from last week that we missed uh, whilst we were recording. Uh, he asked, "Do you do you have?" Do either of you play or have played any tabletop RPGs like D&D? If not, is it something you wanted to try? Uh, if you have, what is your preferred game? Do you have anything like that? Did he say Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Um, so back in fourth, fifth grade, I used to be into I used to be into Dungeons and Dragons heavy. Okay. Very heavy. Um, have not done it probably since then um, okay. I, I probably I, I would I would love to do something like that now mm-hmm. drunk oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think there needs to be I think there needs to be like a hood based tabletop game like that like an RPG where you know I'm a kickstarter it, whore so if it's out there I'll probably find you it know, I, w- I want to be the character offset <laughs> I'm trying to navigate these hoes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> While Cardi B is at home. Cheating on graph paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, so the t- my time working at the bookstore, I was exposed to a lot of D&D, a lot of very rare, out-of-print D&D, Pathfinder, um, 
a lot of uh, a lot of those uh, tabletop games. Uh, was it Vampire the uh, uh, oh Vampire the something, uh, Magic the Gathering, all that kind of shit. And I my friends are I mean my friends are what you see is what you get. They they want to play Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, I collect a lot of those geeky ass little games. I I like Munchkin. Munchkin is the is a, such a simple but hilarious card game. Uh, I played a few times with friends uh, back in the day. Uh, I have a lot of different versions of the deck. Um, I um, I I would like to. I I didn't get into the D and D night. I think they had a D and D night back when I was at the bookstore. They started mm-hmm. one, um, but I think one of the people that was doing that. I don't. I don't fuck with him the long way. Got you. And um, if I actually, if I ever saw him, I'd probably slap the shit out of him. Ah. And I've never given him his uh, character building book back. Okay. We'll and I don't him. intend to. Who who who, who sent that that question in? Uh, Tales to Enrage. Tales to Enrage. Hey man, if you want to, whenever this shit clears up, if you want to set up drunk D and D, just definitely down to do I'll it. I'll meet with you on Wednesdays at eight p.m. or some shit like that, and we just. Just be trolls. And this week he wanted to ask uh, who is our each of our favorite uh, Star Trek captains. Oh. Oh. You go ahead and go first, and I know my answer. I, you know, um, man, I, I'm. I know this is a safe answer, but I'm just, I just got to, I just got to keep it real. For me, it's James Tiberius Kirk, just because he is. He just don't give a fuck. Like he's just. <laughs> I was gonna say it's okay. You can say it because that's my answer. Okay. Jim Kirk, the god. He just, he just like he's, he just don't give a fuck. He's like, the fucking man. I can yeah. go, I could go all day giving you reasons why Jim Kirk is the Optimus Prime of Starfleet captains. He is. I he know is, a lot of you '90s babies are all Picard dick riders. Fuck the bullshit. Mm-hmm. James Tiberius Kirk is the god. He literally saved the whales. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Went back in time and literally saved the whales. Hey. And maybe fuck Kirstie Alley. I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Um, and, and my thing is, like, he was probably not the most competent person on his ship. And like for me, and, and this is a this is a hot take. This is a hot take. He was very emblematic of, of white mediocrity. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And he just made that shit work. <laughs> he he was captain because he had hands. Yeah, that was it. He was a captain with hands. That even was, though that was it. Even though, but see, but then again, he couldn't, he, he couldn't also, fuck with the Vulcan. He couldn't fuck with the Vulcan death grip. But he like, had a style to him too. True. Don't count him out. True, true. He was the only captain. He's the only captain in Starfleet history who has ever passed the Kobayashi Maru test. Period. Both versions. Also, both versions. Also, he knows that the black woman is God. <laughs> he does know the black woman is God. He, he he definitely he definitely hired he hired black. Yeah. Yeah. He was a landmark person hiring black in Starfleet. I doubt Christopher Pike had any black people on his on his ship prior first, to that. First on screen interracial kiss, I think, on a major network. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, him and um Yuhura. Okay. And as a okay. matter of fact, he uh <laughs> you ever heard the story about that? I have not. Okay. So the story behind that was they, you know, 
CBS at the time was very like, uh, we don't know if we want to do this. Right. right. Um, so they were going to try a couple of different takes. Mm-hmm. They were going to try a take where he where he kissed her, and then they were going to try a take where you know it didn't really show it like that. So very first take, they did the kiss. Boom. Every single other take of every shot that they did after that, he threw up the middle finger in the take. So the only usable take was the one where he actually kissed her. Hey. So, you know, I'm just saying. Wow. Shatner's that, a trip. And, that, and that's William Shatner. That's not even James Tiberius Kirk. Shatner's a fucking trip. Yeah. That, that's a wild dude. Yeah. Um and uh also let me just and, and, and let me let me point this out also. If you look in the mythology, Jean-Luc Picard wanted to be James Tiberius Kirk. Mm. That was his hero. In fact, if you want if you want to really bust my Star Trek knowledge down, Jean-Luc Picard, yes, he was intellectual. Yes, he was he was he, he was he was poignant, all that all that whole nine yards. But the re- but he was so not with the shits. They had to give him a first mate that was basically James Tiberius Kirk. William Riker was meant to be James T. Kirk because they didn't know how it was gonna how it was gonna pan out just having a captain that sits around in his in his room and reads Moby Dick and <laughs> plays Three Musketeers on the hollow deck. I'm just saying, if you really want to get if you really want to get bad about it, uh, the whole existence of William Riker is because of James Tiberius Kirk, the god, the Optimus Prime of Starfleet captains. Fuck what you heard. Mm. I'm just saying. I hope that answers your question. James Tiberius Kirk took on God, y'all. And then, and then looked at him closely and said, mm, you need more people. You ain't even really, you ain't even the real God. You, you need more people. That's a real Starfleet fucking captain right there. I'm just saying. I, that's 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 my whole take. I just want to get my shit off about that. Um, a lot of haters gonna come on here, uh, giving Jean Luc Picard the dick flute solo. And Jean Luc Picard is the man. I give it to him. He's, he's good. He's cool. He's, he's cool. cool. I like him. He's the, he's my second favorite captain. He doesn't have iconic moments like James Tiberius Kirk. Oh, All I'm saying is James C. Kirk didn't get kidnapped by the board twice. James T. Kirk blew up the Borg homeworld. Come fuck with me. Fuck with me and my James T. Kirk knowledge if you want to. <laughs> Shit. Got one more listener letter. <laughs> <laughs> um, James Kirk was getting all that alien pussy too. All the alien pussy. Bruh. Who did, who did Picard knock down? Honestly. Who did Picard knock down? Name two. Honestly, I'll wait. I'll wait. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. <laughs> Andrea Brady asks, Okay, so my hubby and I are known for giving nerdy, thoughtful gifts. We have one for you, as that would be me, but we're not sure if D. Randall likes, well, anything. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Which isn't a problem, what? except we. <laughs> wow. Which isn't a problem, except we don't know what he's into to get said gift. Uh, so well, y'all need the- to start asking D. Randall some questions about himself. <laughs> get to know me. <laughs> so a hint of direction would be helpful. Congrats on a hundred podcasts. 
I think they just I, I, I think they just want they, they would just like some hints <laughs> he likes water y'all I, I like say stuff that. and things he likes stuff and things just like everybody else he likes water water is good he likes water he I, likes water he likes water bottles I also like alcohol he does like alcohol. He likes alcohol a great deal. A lot of alcohol that we that that we have consumed during this pandemic has been out of his personal stash. Yes. That 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 twenty one year old Scotch is still sitting up there. Jeez. That's us. I, I'm I'm saving the rest of that for episode hundred. Same. Yeah. Cause whoo. Either the either that or the next time I get some pussy. I don't yeah. know. I haven't decided. I, you know. I have. I I think I got the eighteen year bottle of. Okay. So yeah. But. Yeah, I like I like things. He likes alcohol, gift cards. <laughs> I'm a well-rounded person. You know, you uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure DoorDash has gift has gift cards of some sort. I will tell y'all one thing about me though. I will, Amazon has gift cards. Yeah, I, I'll thing. tell y'all I'll tell y'all one thing about me. Okay, I, I'll bring y'all into I'll bring y'all into who I am. Buss it. I'm the most difficult person to buy gifts for. No shit. I never want anything. Okay, I, I, see, I, I see what you mean. I'll let you ask. I like when, when we're done, I'll let you ask my wife, like, if I wanted to buy him a gift, what should I buy? She would be like, I don't know. Because, you like, for my birthday, for Christmas, or whatever, for any type of situation, people go, so what, what do you want? Eh, I don't want anything. Just I have an idea just what you can get him. You, I'll, I, I'll give you some guidance off air. Okay. I, 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 alcohol is the official. He likes deep Eddie vodka. Oh, let's go. He likes deep Eddie Absolutely. vodka. They have various. They have various flavors. He likes the every flavor except for the sweet tea flavor. Okay, oh, that would be gross. Any other deep Eddie vodka, I fuck with. Yeah, Eddie. he does like deep Eddie vodka. It's Texas based. Yes, I believe they make it in Austin. Yes, they do. Um, it's pretty good. We've had it several times on this podcast. Yeah, there's a bottle sitting right there, ready to go. Um, pretty sure that's the one I got you for your birthday. Or no, that one is that one is gone. Okay, that one is long Fair gone. Enough. Um, get him, a, get him, a, get him a big one because his wife likes it too. Hey, his wife likes it. His, his wife likes Steve Petty as well. Um, but she can't have mine. <laughs> he says that now. <laughs> I say that now. I, I'm gonna go in two days. My bottle's gonna be empty. <laughs> and then there's gonna be a Cardi B argument happening. <laughs> And I'm just gonna sit there like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you for thank you for the for the thoughts. Uh, I love that. I love that between her and her husband, we have like an opinions while black family. Yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. Um, Y'all invited to the first live show. Absolutely, absolutely. They came to the uh, they came to the uh, the the meet and greet. The one that I didn't go to, of course. Uh, That's the story of my life. That was a wild ass time. I was I, I, wow, I was from what you can remember. Shit faced. Woo. Um, so thank you everyone for your for your listener letters. Opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is where to get at us. Also, opinionswhileblack.com will give you portals to all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, what have you. Um, time to finish strong with the top three STFUs. Mm-hmm. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Uh, we have a runner-up. Yeah. Uh, our runner-up is Boozy Badass. <laughs> Boozy Badass is just 
Maximum Boozy Badass. He still has the dumbest name of all time. And the fact that he spells ass with two Z's like it's a porn. Mm-hmm. Like it's all that ass 62. Um, Boozy Badass basically is suing Instagram for racial discrimination because they got him to fuck off of Instagram because he had all that naked ass on his live. You gonna sue a free platform? Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. This is the same nigga who at the beginning of the pandemic said, put your pussy lips on IG Live I give you $1,000. Okay. I'm sure they weren't gonna do anything about that. I'm pretty sure there are no violation of community guidelines happening there. Jesus. Um, number three is Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews is back on the list. Terry Crews, um, well, first of all, the first reason he needs to chill the fuck out and shut the fuck up is because if you look on, if you look on Twitter, you can probably see a video that has been making the rounds of this nigga, uh, dancing in like a fucking pink suit. Uh, fucking George Jefferson coon dancing. There it is. Uh, with the, the pink Stacy Adams and everything. Oh, he's dancing to multiple locations too. Oh yeah, he took this. He took this little show on the road. Damn. With the with the pink shoes that don't even match the suit. Man. It's a, it take a real cool motherfucker to walk around in pink Stacey Adams. Boy out here looking like an RNC advertisement. Like, <laughs> he's next. Candace Owens better watch her spot. <laughs> Shit, they need somebody to replace Herman Cain. I hear cool for you. <laughs> Look at the cool. He thinks he is so fucking cool. Um, yeah, Terry Crews got to chill the fuck out. Oh, the other reason... Terry Crews got to shut the fuck up is uh, he was recently quoted as saying that you're not that you're not black and successful until someone has called you a coon y'all I wouldn't call myself successful I would call myself successful to a degree there are degrees I'll call myself Chitlin Circuit successful never been called a coon not once and I know I haven't been called a coon because I can't remember knocking anyone the fuck out for calling me a coon. D. Randall is fairly, has been fairly successful in the rap game. Not, not been called a coon. Never been called a coon. Not at all. Not a single time. Fairly successful in his uh, um, day job vocation. Not been called a coon to my face at least. Not once. I can think of several people in my day-to-day life. I can think of several people um, on a celebrity note mm-hmm. that I would consider successful that have never been called a coon. Missy Elliott has never been called a coon. Never. I can guarantee you she's never been called. Gabrielle Union has never been called a coon. Not at all. You know, that girl you threw under the bus uh, over to America's Got Talent. Beyonce Knowles has not been called a coon. I have never heard anyone called Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter a coon. Husband, maybe, maybe, possibly. But oh, that was yeah. You know that was a that was a story we overlooked. Did you hear that uh, Kanye was ranting on Twitter mm-hmm. and that uh, apparently 
Jay-Z sold his masters mm-hmm. to get control of his own. Yeah. Sold some of his masters to get control of his own masters. According to Kanye. According to Kanye, yeah. correct. And he, he's been going through a lot of drama with uh, Sony, I guess. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people debating back and forth about it, and I realized that I didn't care. Uh, same. That's why I didn't put it on the list. <laughs> uh, That's why I didn't put it on the list. That Look, I, and again, just to, to venture off just one second, I do advocate for the creator in all things. Mm-hmm. Having said that, Kanye... Has Kanye and Kanye's married family has been exploitative of the culture quite mm-hmm. for quite some time. I hope he gets what he's. I hope he gets what he's looking for as far as justice from uh, the industry. He won't. He won't. I'm not gonna lose a lot of sleep if he doesn't. He's also done the same thing for people that have signed with him. So. So there you go. Exactly. We, you notice we haven't heard shit yeah. from Tiana Taylor about how she wasn't happy with her, uh, with her album. I mean, Hit Boy got out there and, and put him on blast for for what he did. And, and Kanye is very good for taking people's ideas. Sure did. Putting them under his wing and then kind of just shitting on them. Um, and even then, Kanye West is quite successful. It took a long time for people to start calling him a coon. Mm-hmm. Well, he had to actually start acting like one. Yeah, he had to get real coonish for people yeah. to start calling him and, a coon. And, and I think that's what Terry Crews doesn't understand is that you don't get called a coon for being successful. You get called a coon for doing coonish shit. Exactly. And I see what he's trying to do. He's, he's trying to take ownership of it. He's trying to get ahead of it. Um, exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's just like someone calling you a bitch and being like... Trying well, to flip it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I am that bitch. Trying you know? to own it. He's trying to own it now. Yeah. He's gonna change his name to Terry Coons at some point. Like I, I see him, I see him going overboard with it at some point, um, trying to take ownership of it. But no, sir. No, sir. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. So Terry Crews, uh, keep doing your little Carlton dance. Shine your forehead and shut the fuck up. Shut up. Number two is Pat Robertson. So, junior or senior? I don't. I, I don't. I actually don't know. Is he the I old thought, dude? I, the old one. He's still alive. Unfortunately, he is still alive. Okay. Because um, his son was the one that that I had the. Son was dead, to be honest. With you. I thought the son was. Who was the son? I'm thinking Jerry Falwell. Yes. Okay. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, the cuckold. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> fuck Jerry Falwell too. Uh, he was back in the news. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, that's not some shit I would have been paying attention to the report on this podcast yeah. anyway. Um, Pat Robinson says Black Lives Matter is trying to destroy Christianity. Uh, he said this on the 700 Club. Um, People just look, <laughs> fuck y'all. They just come up with some shit. Like, y'all hate Black Lives Matter so much that y'all just. At some point, y'all are going to say Black Lives Matter is part of an alien invasion. Like, y'all really... <laughs> right. Y'all really... Like, y'all don't have anything constructive to denounce Black Lives Matter. Exactly. About. You can't denounce it on its merits. Right. So you just come up with some goofy shit that you know your bum-ass... Uh, that you know your your bum-ass constituency that mostly goes to bed at 745 will yeah. believe anyway. Uh, you know, it's it's not enough to say that it's a trans, transgender Marxist conspiracy. Transgender black Marxist. I stand on my... I, I stand on what I said last week. That should sound lit. The transgender black Marxists need to go ahead and organize and get that shit popping. But yeah, Pat Robertson, 
First of all, how has nobody just walked up and startled him into a heart attack? <laughs> Second, again, it comes back, y'all can't argue a thing on its merits, so you have to come up with a weird smear campaign where y'all just start putting letters together, y'all just start putting words together and thinking that they make sense to your low information constituency who doesn't Google anything anyway. Mostly because they don't know how to turn their computer on because they're all 70. Um, Pat Rod- Second of all, you said this shit, you coward enough, you said this shit on the 700 Club. Ain't nobody watching the 700 Club except, um, uh, actually, I got nothing. I don't even have a good joke for that, actually. It's funny because me and my sister used to watch. I, don't, I have no idea why my sister and I, anyway, that's not important. But we used to watch that shit. I have no idea why. I think as like I know for me like as kids that was just the thing that was on after the morning cartoons were on, and you just let those white people go rail on. I didn't know the difference because I turned it off pretty quickly because those white people looked mad scary even then. Dude, just thought of something. Okay. Random thought. I would pay to see a remake. Of Bosom Buddies featuring Terry Crews and Umar Johnson. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Oh, shit. I think the results might surprise you. Oh, man. Also, I need to get off Twitter. <laughs> Where the fuck would they live? In, uh, yes, they would live. Where the fuck does he live now? In, in his grandmother's basement. And that's, where, that is that's clear, where it takes place. You can't tell me that's not somebody's basement. Dude. It, he has like the whole MySpace crop on his shit. Yeah, and if he's not in the basement, he's in his car, or or in an Uber that he rented. You know, you can. <laughs> you know, Uber has car rental now. Yeah, I, he's in a car. Yeah, the car <laughs> is not moving. I'll say it's it's not moving, and it might not be his. Um, all that to say, Pat Robinson got to shut the fuck up. Pat Robinson got to go. Gotta, Pat Robinson got to go ahead. And find a cure to the curse of the black pearl and shut the fuck up. Uh, and the number one person who needs to shut the fuck up is Jonte Austin. Producer extraordinaire Jonte Austin. Mm. Um, so, as you know, as many of you probably know, uh, the PS5 has been open for pre order or something like that. <sighs> Was it open long enough, man? It, I was wasn't, it wasn't open long enough, and we will get to that. Actually, we'll briefly, I'll briefly complain about that shit show in just a second. Um, all that to say, um, of course, for some odd reason, the people that don't play video games have not been anywhere near a video game have to get their shit off about something that they don't partake in and isn't a part of their lives because black people cannot let each other enjoy anything ever um Jonte Austin got on Twitter uh first it, you can almost pass this off as uh a a playful jest for the grown ups considering a $500 video game console I have a pro tip try porn instead you can get it online for free it will waste the exact same amount of productive time per day and you come at the end. You're welcome. And then follows it up uh, basically telling basically telling people um, 
that's not our that's not normal to play a game for four to six hours a day and quote there's no way i can be sold on the daily productivity of either group um first of all jante austin eat a dick yeah eat a black owned a dick. black owned um because you definitely look like the type that fucks with white women um a productive black owned dick a productive black owned yes. dick um one that's worked up a sweat. Um, next. Okay. I really want rich people to stop having opinions about the working class. Jonte Austin probably ain't had a regular. Probably ain't had a regular job since he was since he was eighteen. Maybe in his life. Yeah. Because he started at a very early age. Um, Azon, and I don't think he's that old. Um, I really want rich people to stop having opinions about what regular people do to get through their fucking day. Because let me tell you something. If I've worked an 8 to 10 hour shift, plus on average, let's say an hour 30 to 2 hours uh, allowed for a commute back and forth, and that's been the majority of my day, I get to do whatever the fuck I want in my free time. Whatever the fuck I want. Whatever the fuck you want. In my free time. Let, let me break it down even further than that. Let me let me put hustle and grind Twitter on blast for just a moment, or, or as you called them, Rock, Rock Nation brunch Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this whole this whole. It, 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 I'm being very real about this. This this whole hustle and grind around the clock mentality, it, at its at its most basic level, is unhealthy. Like, no one is required to hustle and grind every waking moment of the day. And I would, I would challenge anyone, including John Tay Austin, to prove to me that every waking day, every moment of your life, you are engaged in an activity that is considered productive. If, if, if you, it is unnatural for anyone to not leave time for leisure. And, it, and that bullshit about I'll sleep when I'm dead or I'll rest when I'm dead is bullshit. So you've dedicated your life to chasing a dollar. You'll because be dead you have, when you're dead, you dumb right, fuck. You have no other ambition in life. You have no... If, if, you're, if your only mission in life is to work, so to speak, you are a boring, whack, non-well-rounded fucking person. It's and, facts. And miss me with this whole shit about I'm doing this to grind and feed my family. Put food. No, you're doing that shit because you're a boring fucking person and you have nothing else to enjoy in life. At all. And you only find value in what people place value in on you. Meaning that if you're not doing something productive that is impressing people, you don't see a purpose in your own fucking life. Fuck you. Everyone has the right to do what the fuck they want to do with their life. If you work and you earn that fucking seventy dollars or whatever to play Call of Duty, play that, play the fuck out of it. Real talk, because you earn that shit. Real talk. I worked hard as fuck for my money. Shit. I don't have a job currently, but every dollar I every dollar I saved up before I knew the fall of the republic was gonna fucking happen. Even I if the republic is falling, off. I'm still getting my shit off. And I'm still getting right. And, and 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 guess what? Nobody living has ever been through a pandemic. Everybody's gonna get through it the way they're gonna get through it. It ain't taking any money out of your pocket. It doesn't take any money out of your paycheck. So what the fuck do you have? What the fuck do you have to say about what regular people do? You haven't lived a con- you haven't lived a conventional working class life 
either ever or in a long time. So what the fuck do you have to say about how I get down? This is for Derek Jackson, too, because I'm sick of him getting this shit off about people playing video games, too. You haven't left your car in five years. I'm like, dude, you spend eight hours a day in your car talking to a phone. Who the fuck do you think you are? I'm so sick of people that is uh, of, of of people that think they are so adult and woke that they are over having fun and can't let people enjoy anything ever. Suck my dick. Also, you're a music producer. Yay, you're changing the fucking world. You're still wearing a wave cap. Eat bro. a fucking dick, dumbass. You're still wearing a fucking wave cap, bro. Genuine even stopped wearing the fucking wave cap. Eat a dick. Mind your fucking business. That's the point. If it's not hurting anybody and it's not hurting you, mind your fucking business. Go fuck yourself. Shut, Shut the up. fuck up. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I, 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 I really do get sick of that shit where people just can't let other people enjoy anything ever. Yeah. And everything has to be about a fucking drag. Every, and and who can live their life with that level of negativity where everything in your life is about the fucking drag? And we do it a lot on this podcast, but this is where we come to do it. Yeah. And I would say I lead a pretty positive life during the week. Everybody doesn't have to be rich. Everybody doesn't have to vacation in Maui or Fiji. Every couple of months Some people are just trying to get through a fucking day And who the fuck are you Everybody doesn't have to have Lori Harvey's Instagram account Speaking of which (laughs) Jonte Austin I say all that to say shut the fuck up And you barely won that versus you won Shut up I'm just saying man Also Um An additional shut the fuck up to Sony um, for those of you that don't know, shout out to my niece for wearing the Jordans that I bought her. Hey. <laughs> anyway, um, as some of you know, the the PS5 pre-order situation was a shit show. Uh, they had a showcase showing off some of their games, and they immediately after the showcase announced pre-order, uh, that pre-order would be the next day. Target, Walmart, and I think Best Buy all jumped the gun. Yep. And started immediately, and the frenzy was a shit show, and they were sold out almost within five minutes. Yeah, it was pretty quick. And now it's a little buggy. Nobody knows. Sometimes the pre-orders are available. Sometimes they're not. Um, sometimes um, you can you can get one available, and in the time it takes you to check out. They will take the they will take the, the PS5 out of your inbox, uh, out of your cart, and suddenly it will be sold out. It can be sold out that quickly. They can't even stay in your cart. Yep. Um, Sony has since, after fumbling the ball for two days, made a statement that uh, the pre-order could have gone better. No shit. No. You think? You think? And then said that um, they're gonna that they're gonna have additional pre-orders uh, available uh, later on, and that retailers and that retailers will fill you on the details. That's your fucking problem right there. Retailers fumbled the ball in the first place. What the fuck are you trusting them for? 
I went to GameStop and GameStop said, you are blocked from this site. I was like, what the fuck did I do? And they, 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 they did. They did that. <laughs> they blocked a bunch of people because people were trying to log on and they couldn't, they couldn't handle the site traffic. Because y'all motherfuckers fumbled the ball. Y'all need to have a situation. And what the fuck were those emails we signed up for? Yeah. Y'all didn't give us any fucking warning. Yeah. That's okay, though. That's okay. Y'all just inspired me to keep walking to my purpose. I was going to spend that money on something else. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to get mine anyway. Now, oh, I'm, I'm getting it regardless. No, don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> I'm getting mine regardless. Um, and an additional shut... Well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say that... Uh, the new the if the alpha test is any indication, the new Call of Duty looks like trash. Mm. Um, do Randall, have we done a podcast? We sure did. Um, guys, thank you so much for the ongoing support. I know you guys have been buying up the merch. Uh, I want to see those pictures, man. Post pictures in the merch. Um, we definitely want to see that. People want to see that you represent the Opinions Wild Black family. That you represent Team Oz. Um, we love you guys to death for uh, sticking with us this long. It's only going to get better. I definitely have some things in the uh, some things in the works going forward. I'm just trying to navigate this COVID era uh, in, for podcasting, like everybody else is, um, and while trying not to get myself or my family sick. Um, but we do have some good stuff in store for you going forward. This is only going to get better, and y'all really are the ones who help make this better. Yep. The more people hear about this, the bigger the family is, and um, the more fun we can have. The engagement is off the chain here. I like it. The the engagement is ridiculous. I'm I'm very impressed, and it's only getting better. Um, church announcements, D. Randall. Um. Ah. Nah, not no, not really. No. All right, fair enough. Um, so we'll be back next week if Houston is not underwater. Um, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 106 of Opinions While Black. Mm-hmm. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. So glad the soundboard is back. <laughs> God damn. Bye, y'all.